We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows Which You Know. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I watched a lot of TV shows with, and I've gave some of them very good grades. Oh, right. <laughs> That's true. We gave them a lot of good grades here on Shows Which You Know. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I graduated with a major in television. That's actually factually true, though. I did. That's true. That part's true. Hey, we're <laughs> here to talk about Nathan for you. Was it television? Was it so you went to those BS classes where they're like, you know, the ethics of the Simpsons? <laughs> I wish no uh, television production, more specifically. All so right, more practical stuff than that. Uh, I right, wish I did those me, classes. Uh, get me two jibs. Uh, go ahead and rig up a light board and give me three Halligans. It was that was my life for like four years. Uh, so we're here to talk about Nathan for you, for you, Jim, basically, because you requested this as a topic and I wholeheartedly agree, although you requested it in more of a gun against my head you're watching this, Jacob. And I said, yes, no, I was already on board. Put the gun down. Yeah, I did kind of. Well, I just said, hey, this is worth our time. Uh, this is, now, to be clear, this is just basically going to be on the finale uh the nathan for you finding francis uh yeah. episode which is basically like a feature documentary yes although i want to say if you like uh have not watched nathan for you and you heard us say that don't tune out just yet because i think we can have a talk about the show in general and about the finale in general without giving you any spoilers so we'll let right. you know before we head into spoilers for the finale and this is not an episodic uh, show in case you don't know about Nathan for you so it's not going to spoil anything about it in fact we're probably just going to gush about it uh, because Jim I mean this season when it started I was seeing a lot of very positive tweets from you uh, saying that this is a genius show and uh, everyone should watch it more or less uh, that is correct this is like uh, what I said was and I still believe this to be true this is the funniest show on TV and uh, it sounds like such a pretentious hipster douchebag thing to say but it's just true even if I am a pretentious hipster douchebag. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> what is Nathan for you? If, no, if, if someone's tuning in who has no idea what this show is. Yes. Now, the, the basis of the show is it was initially and still is in a lot of ways. It's a take on, you know, your, your kitchen nightmares, your bar rescues, or just those shows where a guy comes in to a business and is like, whoa, this is all wrong. What is this? And gives them advice because he's always like, well, I have like five Michelin star restaurants and I'm the best and you're stupid and you, you know, give free drinks to locals. Don't do that. This is a business. So Nathan for you does that. Well, Nathan Fielder does that on Nathan for you, but he typically gives them awful ideas. Uh, they're usually really bad ideas, but he pitches them in such a way and they just assume, well, this guy has a TV <laughs> Uh, camera crew with him in a show so i should listen to him he knows what's going on and uh it's usually hilarious results now that, oh go ahead no go ahead. i was gonna say that's basically the conceit but it's not just bad advice if it was just bad advice i'm not sure the show would be as good if it was just like oh you know giveaway like uh, i don't i can't think of mundane bad advice like you can only think of ridiculous ones uh but yeah close it on mondays or whatever like that would be bad advice uh yeah. The advice he gives is more along the lines of, oh, you need more people to come to your petting zoo. We're going to like make a viral video at, with a huge production, like manufacture a viral video at the zoo. Now, that's like his ideas are generally crazy enough to work, but sometimes too crazy. But he's just like, well, you know, that's business, um, more or less. Yeah. And in general, the show is also... Uh, just a big take on these because they're not quite reality shows. They're almost like weird reality kind of game show, game showy slash like self-help show. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he also has an episode in either season one or season two that's basically a take on the like magician stunts that they do for TV where he he's going to do a, a, he's. He's going to handcuff himself 
but he's going to escape before a robot takes his pants down and exposes him to children and calls <laughs> him a child predator. So he has to escape these handcuffs and it goes through the whole, it's the same as those magician shows where they're like, here's the process, here's how we learn to do this. And it's great. And then he had like a dating episode where it's kind of like a dating show. So he it, it branches off in these other things. And then this season, season four, it's been a lot of like all the hoops you can do. Like say you had all these resources, what are some of the dumbest things you could do <laughs> And like take it to that level with all these resources. Like there is a great episode this season where he manufactures the perfect story to tell in a late night show because you know everyone always has these hokey stories, and he they really they they walk it out. They study what works in a late night, uh, like a celebrity story on a late night show, and they find the common threads. But you're not just going to make it up and do it. Then you have to make sure that it happens. So it's not lying on TV and it's, it's just amazing journeys for these mundane, awful things. Uh, it, it's such a great show. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean uh, exactly. Uh, I can, I can, can, I can hear, myself? hear myself. Uh, I don't know what, don't know that's, what that's, that is. Oh, wow. Fantastic. But yeah, like, and, uh, there's another one, well, the pilot, not not pilot, the first episode this season where he decides he's going to make this local diner popular by uh, having one of those things where a famous person leaves a huge tip and it's going to get, like, on the news and everything. Uh, but in order to do that, he, like, gets a, a celebrity impersonator, one of his favorite things to do, gets a celebrity impersonator to come in and uh, <laughs> and leave the tip, but th that's not enough. Like, there's uh, so many hoops jumped through to get to that point where, no, it can't be his name on the credit card, so we got to find someone with the exact same name. Well, we can't do that, but can we pay some guy to change his name to this, to legally alter his name to this? Yes, we can. Let's do that. And then it goes through all him managing all those steps and all the awkward social interactions he takes to get there because he's has this very awkward persona that he has uh, when he does every one of these interactions, which makes it even more interesting and absurd and funny when he get convinces people to do these strange things. And it is like obviously playing with capitalism kind of and showing like what crazy things can we do for money, but in a more interesting way than just, you know, I'll hit you in the balls for this. It's more like how much do I need to pay you for you to change your name legally? Uh, so we can use it. And then also, by the way, just to make sure you don't run off with this huge amount of money, we're going to handcuff each other together until tomorrow when we leave the fake tip. And don't worry, it's a long chain. We can have adjoining hotel rooms. Like all these steps and actually do it like these are real things he does with real people. But it also plays with like what is real and things like that. It has uh, definitely has a lot of levels, this show. Yes. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it kind of plays with different themes, whether it be, like you said, like, uh, I guess, capitalism, what people will do for money or even like what people will do just to be on TV, because even like a lot of these businesses, I'm sure it gets to the point of like, well, at the very least, my restaurant or my business will be on TV and I get to be on TV. And it also really plays along with how polite people will be, because yeah. a lot of it is Nathan is being a nice guy. But even if he's coming up with awful ideas or just asking you weird things or wanting to get you to do weird things, you're kind. Of, a lot of people are just going to be polite and like, okay, I guess. And you really try to push the boundaries of that. Uh, I, it, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still kind of just a silly show on Comedy Central. But then it's so much more. Mm. Which brings us to the finale, where like the usual format is more or less thrown out the window and it is as you said but just a feature documentary like this is a feature film documentary right pretty much yes yeah, yeah. uh and yeah i guess the other aspect too is how this show's built a weird it's uh, although like we said it's not really serialized but it's built this like mythos characters yeah it's it, like the cinematic or the nathanatic universe of all these weird characters because he also also has a way of just finding and working with the strangest and most interesting people imaginable right like the writer he brings in to just start a newspaper or first he brings the writer in to write the self-help 
help book, The Movement. And The Movement is something he made up to get people to do the moving service of a moving company for free by having a bodybuilder claim that this is how you get great muscles. But we needed a book for that. And that, that book gets on the Amazon bestseller list because of course it does, even though it's written by someone he just brought in as like a writer person who he later starts a newspaper for so that there's going to be something in the... New yeah, it, it's a lot of levels, as we said. And, the, and then the, the joy is just seeing the extremes and the levels gone through to make these silly things happen because you know there's a lot of youtube channels or whatever or facebook pages that are clickbait and just say that this is a social experiment what how would someone treat a homeless person we pretended we were homeless and look what happened mm -hmm. and it's like such an obvious thing but like nathan for you kind of delves a lot into weird social experiments like let's see how people would react to uh this Look how easy it is to just make up a thing and say that it gets results for working out. Uh, it, it's it's a it's an amazing show. I mean, I'm just gonna gush all over it and just keep gushing. Yeah. Did you watch every episode of Nathan for you, by the way? Because I think a lot of people will rather watch clips of it. Like I've seen, I haven't seen every episode. I've seen a, a fair few from start to finish. But it's also a show that inherently works really well if you just watch one segment of it. You you. You, you kind of get hooked from that too, I think. Yeah, I guess I've watched every episode. I, I, I but that's because I just love it so much. I know some yeah. people say they have issues with uh, like awkward humor or awkward situations, and maybe that's why they don't watch, like they just kind of take it in little small pieces, but ah, I'll eat it all. Give me it all. Ah, la, la, la. Yeah, I think I'm partially one of those people as we'll get into discussing the uh, finale here, but. Just another example, in case you're not on board yet, um, probably the most famous one, I think, is Dumb Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. Dumb yeah. Starbucks is, uh, over a weekend, a coffee shop known as Dumb Starbucks opened in Las, uh, Las Feliz. The shop heavily resembled uh, a Starbucks shop, but they just put dumb in front of everything and offered CDs mim mimicking the real Starbucks products. They sell, like, dumb jazz standards and dumb Nora Jones. And they argued, hey, we're not copyright infringing. Technically, this is an art gallery for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah. And we are making fun of Starbucks because we put dumb in front of everything, which makes it so we can use their trademark under fair use. Um, and this obviously attracted a lot of people because it's such a crazy concept. So in a way, like his advice can work really well. And then, but it's such a, like, cause obviously what happened there was a coffee shop owner just wanted more customers, right? So it was like, yeah, change it to dumb Starbucks because, and, and the reason being Starbucks is popular. Can we make this a Starbucks? No, but how can we legally do that? And then all those things, it just snowballs to where that's attracted huge crowds and it's been on TV all over. And it's not until months later that it's revealed or well, no, yeah, no, uh, no, it was following Monday, but anyway, it's revealed that it's for Nathan, for you. And like people thought it was Banksy. Uh, that's kind of the level we're at here. Yeah. And if you haven't seen, or even if you had, I will say that my favorite segment is the gas station rebate. And it's just, he cre like he has, wants to help the gas station be more competitive. So you offer like way cheaper gas, even though you can't really. So you make it as a rebate and these crazy hoops that people have to jump through to claim this rebate. Uh, it's definitely my favorite. I don't know what a rebate is. What's that? Uh, well, here, we, there's things, they don't really do them as much anymore, but it used to be all the rage, especially like I, I when I worked sales retail years ago, um, like they would do this thing like in when selling computers, it, they would advertise a price of a computer, but there'd be little asterisks after it. Yeah. Where it'd be like at the time when laptops weren't below like a thousand bucks and it'd be like, this laptop is five ninety nine, and there's a little asterisks and then it's like mm. after mail and rebate, meaning you pay the thousand dollars. But then what you do is you take your receipt, you got to make a copy of it, you got to cut off the UPCs of the box, and you're going to mail these in, you got to mail it into the, the company, like whether it be HP, Apple, whatever. And then you have to wait like a month and a half, and then they send you a check back for the 400 bucks. Now, the, the greatest thing about a rebate is that no one will do that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, only certain people will have the you know, wherewithal and the, 
the push to stay on tra on track and claim that rebate. So it's like a sale, but not a sale. So like, it's clearly some fucking retail genius came up with the idea like, oh, we'll break even because for every one person that actually does it, there are 10 people that forget because you have to do it within a certain amount of time as well. Yeah, if you don't do it within, <laughs> if you don't do it within like uh, 30 days or something, you're fucked. So he, it's his take on that, but it, it involves more like hiking up a mountain and answering riddles and right. <laughs> camping out. It's, it's fucking great. Good, good. Yes, that does sound like uh, a, a good scam. Almost as good as Audible. Uh, <laughs> shows what you know. Brought to you by Audible. One month free and then you pay forever because you forget to cancel it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, yeah, so do you want to get into the finale, Francis? And again, we're not necessarily going to spoil it. Uh, first of all, we're just going to talk what the episode's about, right? Yeah, I mean, do, are, are we going to get into details at all? Do we need to? What do you think? Not necessarily. Where do you want to start? I mean, there might be a, some specifics I want to talk, but I guess I'll give a spoiler warning before we do. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, because this is, it's called F Finding Francis. And like we said, there are kind of recurring characters on this show. And uh, I'd forgot that this, uh, this guy had been on an earlier uh, episode, an earlier season. He's a Bill Gates impersonator. At least that's how he pitched himself to Nathan. Yeah. And of course, like, like Nathan for you, and I believe it's the same like um, production company as like Tim and Eric and stuff like that. They kind of revel in bringing in very eccentric weirdos. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And they kind of become, but they become like lovable characters. And that's kind of the extent of what this is. This guy was an eccentric weirdo who clearly wasn't a Bill Gates impersonator, but that's how he pitched himself. So it's like Nathan. Nathan's not going to bring in an actual Bill Gates impersonator that is like really good. He's going to bring in a guy who like doesn't really even know what he's talking about because it's funnier, obviously. Uh, but the, you know, he, the guy becomes kind of a recurring character and he just kind of shows up a lot. And next thing you know, it's just this old man always hanging around. And Nathan finds out that he has this, you know, these regrets in his life and this potential, you know, lost love and in true Nathan for you fashion, they decide we're going to take this bit to the degree that no one else will. We're going to go with this. We're going to help this man find Francis and let's see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely a departure uh, from their usual format. Obviously, it's usually you have a business and decide how you're going to help them. But in this season, they've also done obviously some some other things uh, like the late night show thing and stuff like that but uh do you think when they started uh, like how much of the how much did you feel was contrived of the beginning of it uh obviously the whole thing of someone trying to find someone and you have no clues to go on that's such a great start of a documentary it's i, I definitely reminded me of um the documentary tickled um although obviously totally different tone but just something yeah. small leading you down a rabbit hole that you want to explore and the challenge of finding someone and the eccentricity of this person that he's um, sort of odd and interesting enough and hard to get a read on that you, I feel like even at the start there, you, you could probably feel like we can do something special about this. Definitely at the very least an episode. I'm not sure if they knew it was going to be what it eventually became though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do feel like, it's uh there was probably always an idea of like in the same way that the show does weird things and kind of takes on other type of docu series or documentary type stuff like like how like i said they had that magic trick episode or they did the kind of um the dating show episode in the same vein of like american vandal where although american vandal is clearly fully scripted but it's a take on like the uh crime documentary with everything being like on demand these days, uh, it does feel like people are getting more into this type of stuff, like you know Netflix documentaries or HBO or even Vice documentaries and stuff like that. So this is a nice way for them to do a spin on that and do like their version of it. But I agree, I, I doubt they had an idea this could be, you know, what it ended up being, like basically a feature. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the very least, it could have been a, a small segment or potentially a full episode. Uh, but yeah, it's just 
you know, uh, spun into what it was. I do have a quick clip we could play. Perfect. Um, it's just, you know, I think it's a pretty, pretty uh, funny little take on it here. Let me just pull it up. Are you exaggerating anything about this relationship with Francis that I should know about? No, no exaggeration. Everything I've told you is the truth. You've told me everything. Well, everything that I can remember, if I think of anything else, I'll let you know. You weren't like a stalker or anything, right? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Oh. You think I look like a stalker? It wasn't the most reassuring conversation. Bill oh, yeah, there you go. Like I... That guy personifies to me the Grinch, the cartoon version <laughs> of the Grinch, and especially the look he makes. Yeah, assuming you're on the audio, you're really missing the smile he gives when he has you. So I look like a stalker, and it's yeah, the Grinch is perfect. The Grinch grinning in a wide sort of way. That's perfect. And I feel like basing it off of uh, what they started with, because the show kind of breaks it down. I mean, this is all in the beginning. He was just a character that would keep showing up. Like they brought him in to help with the commentary. And I'm sure they thought it was like they loved the idea that he was just being himself, like taking phone calls while they're trying to record a DVD, DVD commentary. Yeah. But it's not even an important phone call. He's talking to AT&T about a rate that he could get, like a sale. Uh, and, and I'm sure to them, they're like, yes, this is awesome because they love that. Like the this person's really a weird eccentric, and they're even in this moment they're capturing such a weird dumb thing that's pretty funny. And I mean, the the initial take was probably like this guy's a liar, but let's just do everything we can for him and see where it goes. Well, that's the starting shot of them filming the DVD commentary and take greg taking him in there to to do the commentary and him doing that and i think in those moments you can kind of see uh nathan a bit out of character like he's smiling a bit more than he'll usually do on the show where he's usually just a a stone face and that was never meant to be like part of anything and you can kind of see like his fascination with like who's on the who's on the phone like yeah mm -hmm. no it's AT&T and he talks for six minutes even though they're supposed to be recording this commentary at the same time and as you say then he starts hanging around the office and uh yeah he commits to to finding him now that clip is kind of more when they've gone to his hometown and started following up on some leads because this lady obviously got married he doesn't know the name I love the drawing he makes as well he kind of draws uh his old flame and it is like worse than a stick figure there's no way anyone could identify it but of course later nathan is like showing it to people like what do you think have you seen well, this woman and you could totally see because that's early on and you could totally see they would do something like that because they're planning on it being a segment or just an episode because that's a weird like way to punch it up uh because yeah they bring in a past what, what is he called an, an age uh, <laughs> ageist uh, like, no yeah, yeah it's something very specific someone to age up a photograph yeah. that they later find and um, he just kind of like does a really crazy job oh yeah and then before that when he has him sketch it and stuff like that and it's just kind of a blob of a, of a face yeah that's the one i was thinking of but yeah the the age where, what did i write because i made a note um about yeah who so oh he's a he's an age progressionist yeah. and he just talking about gravity and how it affects the face he kind of says like if like it wouldn't affect like if we all were to live in outer space as we will one day <laughs> and he keeps talking and he's telling you telling nathan about how in 30 years you're going to be able to get a treatment that can make you live for 600 years and he travels with a printer he has an extra printer with him when he travels and they love this stuff because they love these eccentric characters, and we do too, I think. Yes, and, and on that, like, I mentioned Tim and Eric because it's the absolutely production team. And I feel like, I mean, Nathan Few does a better job of riding that line of we're just making fun of this kind of sick person to, like, we think this person's funny, but we love them. Yeah. I think people like to think Tim and Eric are doing that, but I feel like Tim and Eric passes the line where, no, we're just laughing at like a sicko in a way. We're yeah, laughing at yeah. a sick person who's had a bad life. 
Uh, Nathan, I still feel like rides that line where it doesn't quite get there. Where, yeah, we're kind of laughing at this person who doesn't really understand that we're laughing at them, but it's in a more, I don't know, a lovable type of way, I guess. And there's a little bit more love shown from the show for the characters because that's what drives this documentary is that it starts off like pretty funny and then it just becomes like you're on this person's side in a weird way or you feel a lot for them and where they're at and you can relate to things like it's we 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 all have the what ifs and regrets and every weirdo has a story every weirdo you see has uh, like a human story behind them yeah yeah and speaking of the age progression is that i really was feeling like i hope they bring everyone back from this like because there's so many great characters to pull from um but but yeah speaking of what you were saying with whether the yeah writing that line i feel like this finale also touches on that a bit because there's like because as i was saying people who get a bit uncomfortable the only parts that kind of made me uncomfortable here was with the escort section because there's an escort who's very central uh towards the middle there where uh she's hired to give this guy a bit of flirting practice or just to see how he after he d does that weird stalker line nathan wants to see how he would act with a woman so he hires someone to go on a date more or less but nothing dirty or anything just one of those upstanding flirting escorts um but then he doesn't want to do it so nathan goes instead and that develops into a whole big part of the documentary and it's weird because it starts unlike most meetings in the show it starts with him playing clips from his own show to her uh which is kind of interesting because uh, she knows he's acting when he's being this person but she's yeah. also kind of acting because she's being hired to be your friend or your potential lover and like all this stuff is like the bread and butter of nathan for you crafting weird social situations for his usually for like his faux per, like for personal gain uh or for like making more money but it's actually for comedy um but she's seen the show she knows what a weird awkward situation this is everyone does but they just play it out yeah. to its logical yeah. conclusion. But by the end of the end of the episode or the feature, they even touch upon that because, of course, the the main characters, Bill's quest to find his long lost lover, it gets turned into well, why did he lose that love, and what is Nathan doing in his life right now? And parts of that feel kind of contrived, and parts of it feel completely uh, like heartbreaking <laughs> as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it touches on like who he is and what he's doing, um, so yeah, it was like that was the most awkward part for sure in the show, the uh, escort part. Yeah, I agree. And then and for the show, I mean, I know we keep saying it's not serialized, but in a weird way, like the Nathan Fielder character on the show, it's always been a running gag that like he can't connect with people and he doesn't have friends, and they play up like there's even like a in one of the seasons towards the end. Uh, there's a character telling him he's the wizard of loneliness and like he's a nerd and people don't like him. So it, it does kind of play in weirdly enough to like the arc of the show. And in a weird way, that's why I, I wonder, like, is this the f series finale of Nathan for you? Like, what do they do from here? Yeah. It, it, like, uh, I'm not to say one of those, like, uh, not to say like, that's it. You, we don't need any more. You, you perfected it. But it, it would be one of those things where if Nathan Fielder was like, yeah, you know, we're not going to really do that anymore. I'd kind of be like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Like, what, what else do you do? This is such a great topper and it kind of fit with uh, what the show is. That's totally true. And I mean, at the same time, this episode gave a feel that he could do something totally different and have his approach to it and it would still work like maybe nathan for you season five is not businesses or it's something tangentially related to that or even maybe more likely do a different show with a different concept but like i like that's the thing like it's a great format this thing of the businesses but what i realize here is i love 
the sense of humor and the characters they find and these elaborate approaches and seeing him do something different is really nice and refreshing in this one um, because it's heartfelt from the beginning. But, but then, of course, like a thing that happens early on, which I don't think uh, is a spoiler at all, is they, they go to this school, the girls old school, and they're trying to get this yearbook. And that has the scene that you have in a lot of documentaries where you call and they're like saying, no, we can't even allow you to visit unless you're a parent. And like in another documentary, they would cut to another storyline, but we were following these leads. And then later it would cut back to that storyline because there's totally reasonable ways to get around that issue. Uh, so they would cut back to it later and say, oh yeah, you know, an old teacher got in touch because we'd uh, tried to reach out to them and uh, this is what they said. But instead, um, basically they, <laughs> well, do you want to tell them what happens instead, Jim? Yeah, they, they decide to, they look into the, the town's, uh, like the town's past, basically, and kind of their claim to fame is that the movie Mud was shot in that town, and they're very like proud of it because it's a small town in where Arkansas was it? Yes. And so he, they decide to again, like like we're I was saying, they use their resources, like you have the resource of a TV show and a network, a cable network behind you. They make a fake production of Mud Two, and uh, say that they're scouting locations for mud too and everyone's clearly excited because they're all very proud that mud was shot there so now mud too is is on the scene and what are you going to not believe it they have legit cameras in a studio and like uh you know they have contracts and they seem to know what they're talking about so of course they're here to scout locations for mud too <laughs> yes and i like another thing of uh reality bleeding into the fiction is when i was searching uh, earlier for Nathan for you to see some reviews of this uh, like yeah the AV club was there but I think like the second result or something I, I got was something along the lines of uh, the Arkansas Inquirer saying Nathan for you finale features different parts of uh, Arkansas in its finale so like the thing they're doing in the show is like isn't it great that he's here promoting Arkansas <laughs> and that's the joke in the show that they they get an actor and they trick the actor into thinking that he's going to have a starring role in Mud 2 as well. And then they go location scouting and find the uh, find the yearbook and just peace out of there. Well, and that's when it can almost get kind of sad because it's like, yeah, it's an old actor that lives in Arkansas and he was in the background of one of the shots in the movie Mud. And so in a way, you're like getting his hopes up because he thinks he's going to be a big part of Mud 2 because he was in the background. Mm -hmm. But then it's also good because, I mean, he gets to be on a TV show. He's on a TV show now. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what's that's so good. weird. That's also like not just commentary on capitalism, but on media in general, like any publicity being good publicity. That makes me think of the ghost realtor in a previous yeah. season where he recommends to a lady that she, she should start uh, like selling ghost free homes and that should be her niche. And then years later, he finds out that he that that she kept having that persona and like developed it even further. And then she was trying to make a reality TV show about her life as a ghost realtor. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But as well, you yeah. say, yeah, it's in the end, like, yeah, he was on the show. Like, there's a net gain for everyone involved, even though bad things are happening. And then even Bill, the 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 character we're fo we're following as we're trying to find Francis. I mean, one of his things that's led to this regret is that he came to Hollywood to be an actor. And I mean, clearly it didn't quite work out to what he wanted. But, you know, in the beginning, it's it's shown that he keeps showing up at the offices and stuff because it's like this is kind of the thing. This it's not quite what he wanted but it's kind of what he wanted. He was on a TV show and he's interacting with production offices and studio stuff. So, and now in a weird way, now he's the subject of this documentary. So he's kind of getting uh, a chance in a way, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Matthias in the chat wrote that, uh, like touching on a previous thing that under American parody law, he thought that a parody could not be allowed to be confused with the real product. And he was surprised that Nathan got away with it. Mm. And like dumb Starbucks didn't keep existing, right? I mean, there was a time limit on that project. I don't know how, and I don't remember how it got shut down, but it wasn't like a, a forever thing. I mean, that's the thing as well, that that's kind of a, like, 
it's a technicality, but it's like if someone wants to shut it down, it would actually be a legal battle. And again, we have the resources of this network behind us. And I think if someone was just trying to do it on their own, um, it might yeah. not work out as well. Yeah. Also, Matias exactly. says he wants the Mud 2 hat because they're all wearing yeah. uh, caps that say Mud 2, which is great. And they and don't understand the plot of Mud, and they make him read lines, the actor, that are just like, this This. This place is so damn dirty. I thought we got rid of this Mud and stuff like that. Where That's where you're so close to the line again of these people would realize that it's a joke, not for real, but there are cameras and... It seems legit, and they're saying they're gonna pay me. So okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and you have to like I have to admire Nathan Fielder because he's doing the like he's he's taking the bit as far as it'll go, and yeah, we 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 get to see this hour and a half documentary. But if you think about what it took to put this together, and you have this this kind of weirdo guy, like Nathan had to like live with this guy for a few days uh, or like you know like actually physically live with him at least for a few days in a hotel before you know bill starts bill stays with some of his family when they're in arkansas but there's all this time where he has to just hang out with this guy and uh, like hey good on you mates because <laughs> i mean even though he seems like a nice enough guy it's just he's clearly like kind of a weirdo and that's yeah. the reason why it's so funny and they definitely like can't know for sure where stuff is going because usually um in in Nathan for you they have this re reality-ish format where you like okay we're going to do this we did it we're done like whatever happens that's part of the show and in this they it's more of like what reality shows originally were kind of supposed to be that you just film forever and ever and ever and cut it together and instead now it's completely contrived and you make it up obviously but thing my point being that they actually put the work in on this one more than any other where they're they're depicting reality they're putting their own spin on it and they're doing their own things but they did not know where they were going to be at the end of it and there are periods where they're not having any progression and he even talks about how many hours of footage they've filmed of just them in arkansas him talking to strangers and that's when they kind of shoot like put in this bit with the escort because because he doesn't have anything to do in that time that they're in there for weeks trying to find trying to find this lady yeah yeah because nathan bell in the chat i thought it was so weird how he showed that lady the show because she was as far as i know the first person on the show who understood what was happening but it still worked i i think it worked to varying degrees it, it it's it's still kind of to me the weakest part of the the whole thing and yeah. not necessarily because it was so awkward i do enjoy that it was like kind of, it was a weird take on it because yeah you do get the sense like she's seen the show so she has an idea of what's happening but he's just kind of like going with it uh i guess it's just because i was more interested in in what they were investigating and going with um so i don't know for whatever reason it didn't quite work for me as well uh as some as the rest of the stuff yeah and i think that's like partially because they honestly didn't have anything right then to do and almost fell back on doing something like the regular show of bringing someone in like what can we do to generate something here and then see where that goes but yeah it's true like they showed it and i think that's why the reason it worked is what we mentioned that they actually connect connect who he is to who bill is and what's happening there but it's weird because they both know that it's fake it ties in with the ending as well which we're not going to mention right now but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's a good point well and i mean like uh the like i i would have to say like this like this uh this documentary or this episode whatever you want to call it like it did get me like emotionally and i was surprised by that because it's nathan for you like it's just a weird awkward funny show yeah but i, I feel like it it got to a real moment uh that that did emotionally get me and uh i, I appreciate that yeah it does because yeah things start heating up are we gonna talk about like specifically the ending or are we gonna leave it um Nathan in the chat, it definitely felt like a backup story in case the doc didn't have enough of an ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we might as well. 
Yeah. It's not like we're going to come back and do a spoiler version or something. I guess we could just give you a heads up. We're going to get into some specifics, some spoilers, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but for once, journey. I'll sorry to cut yeah. you off. Uh, I was just going to say, for once, it's not like, okay, go watch 20 episodes and then come back and listen to the rest. You yeah. can't actually just watch it. And it's it's an hour and twenty minutes without ads, basically. So so do that, and then uh, so we don't spoil anything. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. So yeah, I did make a note at one point when they brought in the actress for him to practice with. I I wrote, oh god, does Bill marry the actress at the end, and Nathan marries the escort? Like, is that <laughs> the point of this? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. could happen. Yeah, and I know that definitely is, you know pretty contrived i would say but it still works it, it, it still works in the uh the story and in the show um, which part is more like the the you mean the escort no well i mean even like at the end when when uh like he calls the actress and he's like do you know who this is and maybe this is the cynic in me but I kind of feel like Nathan was like, hey, let's call her. Like, see if she knows who you are. Because it's yeah. such a, it's, it feels like it's too perfect of a button. No, yeah, you can definitely feel like the strings behind the scenes for a lot of this yeah. stuff. But that's uh, part of what it is as well. Like, as you yes. said, it works. Because that's, uh, like, first I was like, oh my God, he never says who he is when he calls. What a weirdo. Because he's always calling these numbers and... The first time, it, like in the conversation he had, but, yeah, with let's Francis. Back let's yeah. back up to the Francis stuff first. Uh, I mean, it, it, the the whole segment where he's acting it out is great, though. They hire yeah. an actress to uh, so they can role play the meeting because he doesn't quite trust Bill yet, and he wants to see how Bill's going to react when they go and meet Francis now that they find her. So they hire an older actress and kind of play it out, and then Bill plays the part of Francis for a while as well. Uh, and it's hilarious. Yeah, but that then, part, I don't know how, again, the, how many strings they pulled for that. But at first he plays himself and he does an awful job. And then he, he they put a wig on him and he gets to, he plays Francis and he's so mad at himself and tells him all the things he did wrong. And then yeah. he switches back and he's more modest. So well, And it's yeah. great because they also bring the Mud 2 actor in to play the husband. <laughs> yeah, that they it's... just mentioned, even when we brought him in to play the husband, oh, it didn't work great out great. Detail. It's yeah. such a great detail. Um, but then, yeah, so they like, honestly, the way I saw it through most of it, I was like, this guy's a liar. And Nathan, like the whole joke is that they're going to go to all the, they're going to go to like all this expense and time to a guy who just like was lying all the time and he won't give it up. But no, I mean, it ends up there really was a Francis and they find her, but it becomes such a real moment because he won't get out of the car. He doesn't want to go to the door. And or if he does, he wants the camera crew to be with him because, yeah, I mean, I guess you get that safety of like being on camera, maybe like it doesn't feel as real or at least you can be like, look at me. I'm on camera. I don't know. You're I, the I, enhanced version of yourself that you are in front of the camera. So you can yeah. be the actor rather than the, yourself. Yeah. Which is and I was like Bill when that was happening. I couldn't get out of the car. I kept pausing it uh, during yeah. that whole sequence. And then, yeah, on the phone call, I was like, oh, no, why is he got to be so weird? Why you got to be so weird, Bill? Because he asks, like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, won't say who he is. And Nathan tells him several times, say it. But then after the phone call, when, he's, when, when Nathan's asking, do you think she's over you? And he's like, well, I, she, she didn't even know who I was. And that part is heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah, because it all, like, it's weird because... As a climax, it it's like if, if you told someone, oh, and then he calls her, you're everyone's like, what? <laughs> the climax is a fucking phone call. Who gives a shit? But yeah, with those moments, you 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 feel it, and it's like, you know, Bill never th he just assumed like this could be my what if story. I'll never have to see it to its end. But here he is at this moment, and it's better to have the what if i mean it's not better like for your emotional health but it's better for like it's more safe yes yeah it's safe for your life but then here you are with this moment and now there's the 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 rejection or whatever that's the that is kind of the reality and yeah and then the phone call and that the lady's kind of so nice 
mm-hmm. in a way and that she she does remember him when when he you know finally like like you said he's like so afraid to say that it's him that he keeps saying don't you recognize my voice and he won't kind of say it and then when he brings it up she remembers him but and you hear that she sounds like a really nice lady and she's got grandkids now and she's living in like a nice looks like a nice neighborhood it's got the trees it's like a you know norman rockwell fall day and Mm -hmm. you just see it on his face this regret of life and it's 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 so sad but like freeing as well like in a weird way yeah i don't know it's it just works so it's such a like i can't imagine like for nathan because because nathan's sitting there seeing this real moment but as like a you know someone a creative person making something you're like wow i can't believe we were getting this right now like we did we we got to this point you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and i mean i feel the thing with this type of documentary is you don't necessarily know what it's about until it's over you bet you make the story in the editing after all like you just Mm -hmm. have fucking days and days and days of footage and it, like it could have ended with him on the door and them going in, but it t- turns out to be a story about regret and letting go of the past rather than like trying to find an old flame because the hook is so great of let's I want to find this lady who I haven't seen in 50, almost 60 years who was so in love with me and the added sprinkles along the way of his weirdness in general and maybe he's not telling the truth. And then at the end, no, it's it's not about that. It's about regret. Um, it's about letting go of things. And yep. yeah, it's as you say, when you're in that car, it's like, fuck, I'm glad I'm glad we filmed all those hours in <laughs> fucking Arkansas because we got to this point. Well, and, and plus, uh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, oh. and it's a great point to be at. Yeah, and plus, I mean, you could have that extreme awkward moment and that shock moment if he goes to the door and they have to kind of talk face to face and you'll kind of nail the same thing but it's kind of so much better that it's this he's having this conversation on the phone and she doesn't realize that he's like 50 feet away and for whatever reason that like hits harder because he's so close but she doesn't i mean clearly she must know now because they would have to get some sort of clearance or whatever after the fact yeah but i don't know it's just it feels like it's way better that it went to that phone call um and i maybe even just in a selfish like safer way because even though i said i don't mind the awkwardness it would almost be too much it to to like see it in everyone's face like that yeah, and I almost feel like that was part of the decision that Nathan was saying originally, you're going to go without cameras to the door. And I'm sure they do the old trick of he has, you know, he has the mic on him. And then like a faraway shot or something. Yeah, maybe. they show the door and you hear the talking like it's fucking The Office uh, season two ending of UK. Um, so, yeah, and, and I mean, that's a fun thought you said about the clearance, because I imagine some people sign it beforehand, like maybe if you're going into the school, you get them to sign for mud pre-production papers and stuff, yeah. but you can't get Francis to sign beforehand. What do you think when your Francis watching this doc? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be pretty insane. I, I guess if anything, like... If you know, if you if you saw that for someone when you're now in your 70s, you would probably relate in just this, a way of you having your own regrets. And if it was a person you loved in the past, it would just kind of be pretty sad. And, yeah, and that's but the yeah, thing. it's I, gonna I, be strange. I, first, I thought like, no, how awful. But then when you think about it, he's so kind of strange. He's he wants to express all this regret to her, and that's what he's doing in some of the practice rounds. And he is full of regret, but he's not saying that on the phone. He's saying, no, yeah, I'm doing great. I got this acting thing. I got this and that. He doesn't actually, like, because I wanted him to say, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything I did. And he said that so many times throughout the movie, um, but he doesn't really say it to her. He does. He says, I should have married you. I should, like, I made mistakes. Like, he says some of that stuff, but that's basically what the movie's about. And that's why I think uh, I would sign off on it if I was Francis. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Plus, it's time for you to get your shine. 
First yeah. you get this, then you get the commercial, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when you go viral, you just finding Francis too. Uh, where in the world is Francis? Uh, San Diego? Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just it was just super effective, and it was such a uh, such a kind of I don't want to say nice, but like such like a perfect climax for it to build to. And I mean, it's it's also like give you kind of the happy ending. It is nice that he gets to go on a date with the actress. And you know what? Maybe there is something really there. I just I guess I'm too much of a cynic. I just assume it's just was kind of set up for the the story. Yeah, yeah, sure. And even with the 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 prostitute stuff, you got to love that. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, the escort. You got to love that, uh, like ending segment. And then with the drone and all that, it's such a nice capper for everything. Well, I liked uh, it because it felt like such during that scene, the obvious thing would be that he has come to his realization and he turns off the camera when she's like, do you want to turn them off? It's kind of weird. And like he's silent for a long while and he's his I don't remember exactly, but his final words are more or less, well, we brought this drone all this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get the drone shot to end it with instead because it would have been obviously an obvious choice to have them like, he's like, okay, cut. And then it turns yeah. to black and then credits. But no, it's like, well, we have a drone, so we have it used. We used <laughs> it for cool. that one shot earlier. It'd be cool. Cool. We got to use it, and she's like, "Yeah, that's okay." And then they do. Well, because even like, yeah, I, I've completely forgot how they have that scene where he's like, kind of making out with her for a while. It's like, yeah, awkwardly making out with her. That was weird. <laughs> that's part of the. And I mean, in the like, she almost like she knows, as Nathan in the chat was saying, she knows more than most people what's going on. Yeah. which makes it extra weird. It's like an aside order of weird, but also, as I was saying earlier, she also has her... She's acting too. And yes. I don't know what's exactly going through their heads there in the final shot, but like her eyes, she looks like she's almost about to cry. Like she looks... I don't know what's going on, but it's... it's. I thought it was a good finish anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, because I guess there is something there, like you were saying, because he's playing his part, but the whole thing, like she regularly has to play a part for you know her f flirt dates that are 350 dollars an hour or whatever and i mean and, and i mean it's always funny too when nathan's like you know this would be a great place to propose <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> propose are you <laughs> no no i was just saying um yeah and i think the part almost that uh i like best or that made it work is that when she sees the show at first she's like yeah it's funny but you're kind of mean kind of mean funny like she knows what's up. She knows what the situation is, which makes it yeah. more interesting. Yeah, and well, because uh, Hawaii Tom, who's a, a gentleman who's a fan of podcasts and such, who's now lives in Florida. Now he's Florida Tom. He had made a comment about this, and he said that Nathan isn't playing his character in this. He's playing Nathan Fielder. But I feel like these scenes show that he's still playing his character. I think it's pretty yeah. clear he's still like you said, there are moments like during the commentary and some other stuff. And I believe during the the call and all that, like, I think it's hard to be a character. It's just, that was probably Nathan Fielder reacting to what's happening. But these scenes with the escort, even though they blur lines a bit, he's still clearly playing the Nathan Fielder character. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, they managed to make the uh, episode or doc about um about what he does so in that way like it touches on the things that he does but it definitely still feels like he's in the character uh for me as well there and even when he's like talking to strangers they put in this scene of him talking to a stranger like yeah the the straps kind of break oh on your watch yeah oh yeah on watch and then they <laughs> oh, yeah, drink some wine fire. yeah and like he's even the character then too he's he as you said uh he takes the bit so to the extreme and i mean that to, to tom's point that's what this show or this episode is doing like taking it to such an extreme that the lines get really blurred and you can read into it uh what you think is actually there mm. and i mean uh, uh it's got to be interesting too to get an escort to sign off on yeah. being on tv because i mean they were showing like her page or whatever and isn't it kind of a known thing that escorts aren't going to be putting their faces in uh, like out on blast for their escort needs yeah who knows uh i don't know how it works legally but yeah. uh yeah it's certainly strange 
But hey, all publicity and all that. That's all publicity is good. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure her sales numbers are up. Like, weren't you on Nathan for you? I'm sure there are dumbass Nathan for you fans that will go to Arkansas and be like, let's hire her. And it's like, oh, we saw you on Nathan for you. Let's hang out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Much but like anyway, people keep throwing pizzas on that house in fucking <laughs> New Mexico because of uh, Breaking Bad. If you may, like that even annoys Vince Gilligan. If you if you can annoy Vince Gilligan because he's such the sweetheartest of sweethearts, uh, then that that's you're doing something very very wrong there, people. Stop throwing pizzas. You're they're meant for eating. Don't throw them on roofs. Uh, there's yeah. someone in the chat saying they were at the the Fox Theater in L.A. for the premiere night because yeah, uh, Nathan did have like a big theater event oh. uh, for the show. Uh, I did just ask. I haven't seen an answer yet. I was wondering if he had people in attendance because it seems like that'd be something they would film and maybe bring in some characters uh, and whatnot. Yeah, you know, that's the season. I, I can imagine the next season opener being like, we did this great movie. Now what do we do? Like, here's all these characters and him being lost and not knowing what to do after the movie. Well, what's the... I don't know. Does I don't think this show does as well as I think it does. What What is the popularity of this? Because typically stuff like this, when you get too popular, I mean, is that why he doesn't do as many businesses anymore? Because people are more hip to the game? But it. But on the other hand, it does feel like this show's still pretty well under the radar. Um, yeah, and especially because the businesses feel like i mean or the characters they bring in feel like they're so outside the bubble of this niche comedy but it's i mean it certainly felt like it's grown right and it's very critically well respected but i don't know about general popularity because i mean I, most people i know probably don't know about it seen some clip maybe that's what i assume anyway yeah okay you said in the chat that nathan and bill were there i mean there there, there is kind of that You've seen this before, right? Like even with something like, um, like the room's a popular example, like that uh, Tommy Wiseau guy. Yeah. Like he, he's famous now, and in a way, you're kind of like, oh, good for him. You, even though it's not clearly not what he wanted, and that's kind of like what I would see with Bill. Is Bill is kind of famous, at least for Nathan for you fans. He has this thing. He gets to go to a premiere of a movie he's in. Yeah. But is it a, like is it a good replacement or 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 is or are we taking advantage of him too much? Yeah, I mean, uh that's the thing when your show or whatever you do is playing with reality, reality will start playing back or I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but you get more or less what I'm saying that that um maybe you're not going to find businesses anymore because Every, like people know what you do, you have to evolve what you're doing a bit. And this is Nathan evolving, obviously, the formula of what they've been well, doing previously. Well, on another scale, then you like in a similar aspect, you with these like people that go viral, uh, like Rebecca Black or you know, Chocolate Rain Guy. It's yeah. kind of like that, right? Where it's like, well, you kind of found an audience, maybe it's not the audience you wanted, but you know, do the ends justify the means? Mm hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think for Bill it does uh, because I mean, I, I we we talk about like how things are fake and stuff like that, but the reason it worked so well is he got something out of it, and maybe he'll still always be the same weirdo that he always was, but he did have this catharsis of of uh, not meeting his long lost love, but maybe hopefully being able to let it go because he's uh, been in contact and everything. So. I think so. Nathan in the chat, the top post on Nathan Fuse subreddit is about how people need to stop posting the escorts details. So they yep. are on it. That is a thing. <laughs> I didn't even, I honestly didn't look into that. I just thought of it as we were talking it out. But of course, of course it's a thing. But the, I guess that's in the similar vein of what we're talking about. Is it like, hell yeah, my escort business is doing great. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't know. I think it's quality over quantity. If you're an escort, maybe. I don't know. Well, anyways, it's it was uh, a remarkable hour and a half of television, I have to say, and th there's a lot of there's a lot of belief in talk about how like comedy needs to change things or whatever. Um, 
you know, cause a lot of comedians are political now and the, they, they always try to defend it by saying like, well, you know, we, comedy needs to fight this or whatever. And I, I usually, I, I strongly disagree with that. I do agree that it, I, it can, but I don't think it has to, but I think something like this, uh, is the comedy, like, not that it's changing anything, but like the way it can, you know, transcend comedy, but still be funny. Like that's the type of stuff I want to look into. Not someone ranting at me with their, you know, points about fucking Donald Trump or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, uh, it's different from almost everything. Like it takes aspects from popular things, uh, like, you know, mockumentaries and these business, uh, things, but, and, and his persona and makes it into something that feels totally new. And that's, uh, you know, that's the most remarkable part. I'm trying to find this post, uh, on the Reddit, but yeah. Uh, well, Nathan is saying that she posted about how she hates it and she changed her site. Let me see, yeah. Let me see if I can find anything on it while we're on it real quick. No, I can't. It can't might be deleting to... them, though. Uh, yeah, I think the, so. the top post is saying something about personal information. I'll stop posting Macy's personal information. It's like I'm dealing with a bunch of Nathans here, but y'all aren't playing a character. I've been refraining from banning people, but now the bans will be permanent. Y'all have done a good job reporting personal information posts and it's really helpful for the mods, especially with the surge of activity. Please keep it up. Yeah. Uh, someone says, oh, they're also posting Francis's information. <laughs> Same goes for Francis. Please stop harassing this nice old lady. Oh, my God. Oh, and it's also incredible how many people have found a way to make this episode about Trump or Hillary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Please Jesus, stop. Oh, uh, yeah. they did have, that is, a, I mean, they had that scene, but it's clearly not a scene like asking for any type of political discussion. It's just kind of a fun scene that it kind of sets the time because they're in a hotel watching the presidential debate. And, you know, Bill is this kind of weirdo character that uh, in a way we're looking down on for most of it. But and, and I'm sure they thought this would be hilarious when he's like, you know, Trump's going to win. You better get on the board. And then like Nathan's like, but he's down. He's losing in the polls. And then he has that line, what, like, uh, only thing that trust... matters is election day or something like that. Yeah, you can't trust the polls. And, like, yeah, what can you trust, like, election day? And, <laughs> I mean, the reason they put that in and the reason it's genius and the reason it's not about Trump or Hillary is that that says everything about where the story's at at that point because he's yes. saying that they're, they're about to go and see her. And that's saying you don't know until it happens what's going to happen. And that's his optimism expressing itself in that metaphor. And it's so perfect. And that's why I'm so glad they filmed for like 20 hours a day because uh, they got that. And that's not about politics. It's yeah. just a great moment. Yeah, it absolutely doesn't really. It's not about it at all. Uh, she posted how she hates it. Oh, I was just seeing if there are any other things here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get the point, dear li uh, listener, uh, we like Nathan for you. Uh, it's probably for you, too. Um, just uh, find any old clip on YouTube to start with and then watch every episode, I guess. Um, I mean, and because it's you can start here. There's no problem if you haven't seen the age progressionist before. Like, you get the general idea of what's going on. These characters popping up. Uh, it's self-explanatory. It's it's a good show. Uh, it's a new new type of comedy. Oh, good. You pulled up a clip. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And, and yeah. And to to kind of tag what you're saying, it's it's absolutely must watch television. I know we spend a lot of time in this show, like shitting on things and picking things apart. And sometimes it can come off negative. But I feel like we have a good amount of times where we talk about stuff we love. This is one of those times. This is if, if you haven't watched this show or you've only like peaked here and there, it's uh, absolutely worth your time. And it's it's like, I, it's only, you know, I guess this season's done. It's only seven episodes, although the, the last one was uh, like a feature. It's like, it's a special thing. You got you to gotta hold on to it. Um, Joshua, yes. just before the clip, Joshua in the chat said that he was confused because Nathan in the show plays and acts like he's a virgin and has been rejected by every female in the past. However, in the Bill Simmons podcast, he said that he was married, LOL, for like three years. And Matias said that he thinks he's divorced now. And I did think, I didn't know that, but I did think in this scene we're about to play, I was like, most comedians, I don't know, they tend to be married. Uh, <laughs> just from listening to podcasts, that seems to be a regular occurrence, them getting married, and he's acting this way. Um, but yeah, I guess 
He's yes. This is why it feels definitely like you know a character. Yeah, and we. I mean, if you have any thoughts on it, please send them to shows what you know show at gmail dot com. You can also see more of Jacob at awesomepedia dot org, um, and you can also check out his flourishing YouTube channel that is on the come up. You could say you mm-hmm. in at not quite the ground floor, but maybe like the ceiling of the ground floor. If you get in on it now on Awesomepedia, you can also find more from me at jimandthem.com and jimandthem on YouTube. Uh, we, bid you, we bid you a fond adieu with Nathan dancing with an escort. Best way to end it. Oh,